Thank you once again, Jansen family, for that beautiful worship time. It's so good to be together. Even though it's online, we're still worshiping God in unity, and uh, it's just a wonderful experience for us, isn't it? My name is Mike Schroeder. If you don't know who, know who I am, I am the pastor of Life Church here in White Rock, British Columbia, and we have a, a great time together in God's Word every week, and this is another one. We're closing off our series today on uh, treasures in clay jars, and we're so glad that you are with us. We want to say thank you for allowing us to come into your home today, and I hope that this will be a real blessing for you. Uh, we've been going through a number of different subjects along the lines of uh, this theme, and there's a scripture that is our kickoff scripture, and that is here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. And I love what the Message Bible has to say about this and how it expresses it. And here it is here. <clears throat> we carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. And you and I that know Jesus Christ and have him in our lives, we have this treasure on the inside because God has given us an experiential knowledge of who Jesus is. And that is what we have to offer the world around us. We may not be uh, more famous than anybody else. We may not be better than anybody else. But who we have is the Lord Jesus. And he is the treasure. We carry that around in our ordinary lives. As the message says, the unordained, or sorry, the unadorned uh, clay pots of our ordinary lives. And I'd like to pray with you. And then we'll get right into this message. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your wonderful grace in our lives. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness to us. I pray that this word today will be a rich blessing for many people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, just by way of review, we started off this series and we called it, you know, uh, you have a treasure and you are a treasure. And that treasure is found here in First, Second Corinthians chapter 4. And it, uh, it talks about how that God has made us a, a people to influence the world around us toward Jesus Christ, to actually to bring people to him. That's what we're here for. And uh, the second part of this series uh, was actually preached by our associate pastor, wonderful speaker, Pastor Matt Jansen. If you haven't heard those messages, you can go ahead and you can go to YouTube and, and see them, or we do have it on podcast as well. Just, just last week, I was uh, driving along and I thought, you know what, I want to listen to one of Pastor Matt's messages. And so I turned on my uh, my phone and got my earbuds in and, and listened to the podcast while I was driving. It took about 45 minutes, so I had lots of time to listen to it. It was a great message from Romans chapter 12, and it came in two parts, made for God's glory and walking in your gifts. Then uh, last week we were in Ephesians chapter 4, talking about the five gift ministries that Jesus gave the church, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. 
And uh, that was a, a good message as well. And like I said, if you want to hear it again, feel free to do that. If you missed it, go to our website or go to uh, wherever you get your, um, your podcast and you can download it. And uh, you'll be able to enjoy the sermons again. It's wonderful. Now, uh, there's one sermon slide that I wanted to share with you from the first message in this series where I talked about this. You have a treasure, you are a treasure. And it's all about the body of Christ. And I want to explain something on this next uh, sermon slide. You are going to see a little critter uh, called a minion. And I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to talk about it a little later in the sermon. Uh, You'll see him again when we get into the message. But the body of Christ, and he does relate to these points here. And maybe uh, you'll be able to figure out which point or how many of these points that minion actually can apply to. Uh, Maybe the first one, that's a dead giveaway. You are unique and your contribution is unique. And another one, we are placed in the body of Christ for each other. It takes all of us to do the work of Christ's body. We can't compare our ministry with other people's ministries. And your ministry is essential and it will help the body of Christ to grow. And these are some of the points that really laid out what this sermon series is all about. But today I'd like to talk to you and close off our series on the subject of the Spirit-activated gatherings. Now, in these days of COVID, gatherings is not a word that we like too much because we're usually saying, man, I can't get, I can't wait to get back to regular Sunday morning gatherings. People say that's coming. Uh, Let's hope so. Let's believe for that. But we're going to be sort of parked here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and uh, where it says in verse 4, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, that word manifestation is a word that we don't use too often in our lives, probably, but really, it's, it's a shining forth. And the Holy Spirit wants to work through you and me. For those of us who are believers, who are Christ followers, God wants to activate us and make us effective through the ministry of the spiritual gifts. And we're going to be going through this here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let's jump in right at verse 4 here. And it says this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. We're all different. We all have different ways of, of serving other people. Uh, but it's all God at work. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Now, I'd like you to look at this verse 7. It says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, I'd like you, even though you're, I know you're at home, you're maybe sitting on your couch, or I hope you're not doing dishes as well. I hope you're able to kind of focus here. But what I'd like you to do is if you are a person who would be included in each one, I would like you to raise your hand. Are you included in the words each one? I'd like you to understand that this message 
is all about uh, you and the Holy Spirit working through you. It's not only for those other people that are, you know, the sort of the spiritual ones and maybe the ones who are more prominent, but it's for everyone that we can have that spirit activation in our lives. And it goes on here, starting in verse 8. To one is given the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits. And to another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, this is a list of nine gifts. I don't believe it's an exhaustive list. It's an example list. These are different things, different ways that the Holy Spirit can be manifested through a person. And uh, I'd like to remind you that it's given, the Holy Spirit's gifts are given to each one. And it's not always, well, do you have this gift or do I have this gift? And that's our gift for our life. It's not always like that. Sometimes the gift is given for a situation and then you don't really walk in that until maybe another time. And I want to talk a little bit about that here. We're just going to go through some of these um, just by way of an example. The first one, it says, To one is given the word or the message of wisdom through the Spirit. And then the second one, To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. And what is a word of knowledge or a message of knowledge? Well, I was reminded of a story that I read about a fellow named John Wimber. He was a very well-known minister back in, the, I think, the 90s. And he's the one who started the Vineyard Movement. Um, he was traveling, and he was all, all by himself. And he saw a businessman that was a traveling sort of companion. And he, he was, you know, saying hello and whatever. And then he's reading his books or whatever he's doing, you know, when you're traveling. And he looked again... And across the man's forehead, John Wimber saw the word, he saw the word adultery. Now, that's a very unexpected thing, but this is a word of knowledge. Now, the Holy Spirit gives a word of knowledge. The Bible says it's given to each one for the common good. It's not just for John Wimber to go, oh, that guy, he's an adulterer. Oh, man, I'm not going to sit too close to him. That's not what it's given for. It's given to help somebody. And so what, as the story goes, John Wimber, you know, asked to talk to the man and they went to a private place where they wouldn't be overheard. And he said, you know what? When I saw you, I saw the word adultery. And the fellow's face fell, of course. He's shocked. And, um, and one thing led to another. The man humbled himself. And it turns out that the man became a Christian and his marriage came together, and it was healed, all because of a word of knowledge. It was given for the common good. The next one is uh, faith, and I've experienced this in my life, and I'd like to talk to you about this. Not just, like we're all supposed to have faith, right? Everybody is supposed to walk in faith. Everyone who's a believer. That's another word for a faith person, a person of faith. But there's a time when there's a gift of faith and it's needed. And in our uh, church that we uh, used to be part of in Maple Ridge, there was a time when we were looking to purchase a building. And you know what? I am not sort of one of those, you know, 
strong, you know, let's go, let's get her done kind of guys. I'm, I'm actually a little bit quieter, a little bit more reserved. Um, some of you might wonder who I'm talking about, and I'm talking about myself here. But there was a time when I just knew that God was going to give us a building. And I had faith for that. And I believe that was a special time because I didn't always, and I still don't always, walk in that kind of certainty and that kind of belief. But it was given to me as a gift for that time and for that season. And as it turns out, we got that building. We did. It was, it's a very long story, which I don't have time for today. But uh, that's, that happened in my own life. And it goes on to say, uh, gifts of healing. And of course, there's all different ways that God heals. You know, even doctors will tell you that what they end up doing, like surgeons, what they end up doing for the most part is taking stuff out and putting stuff together. But the healing process, they don't do that. That is done by God. And uh, <clears throat> the next one, working of miracles. I was reminding of a story when uh, I think it was Peter and John the apostles, they were walking into the temple and there was a special gate there uh, that must have been pretty nice because it was called the beautiful gate. And th there was a, a man who was lame and he was begging at the side of the road. And, you know, they walked him. They had seen him before. But that moment, a gift of miracles, the gift of working of miracles came into their spirit. And as it turns out, they said, we don't have any money, but what we have will give you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And that's what the fellow did. And he was instant, instantly healed that day. And it goes on to talk about prophecy. And many of us have walked in that gift from time to time, or maybe you do it all the time. Uh, this next one, I just want to point out the discerning of spirits. Now, this isn't discernment. That would be more like the word of wisdom. But this is the discerning of spirits. And if there's a situation that is perplexing, sometimes there are spiritual forces at work and God wants us to be able to discern what's actually going on. And now if we can just jump down here uh, to verse 11, it says, all these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. You and I can't make this happen. This is a work of the Holy Spirit that he does. And here's your little buddy, the minion. Uh, it says this, the body, this is verse 14. The body has many different parts, not just one part. Verse 16, if the ear says I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Verse 17, if the whole body was an eye, how would you hear? And now there's a minion there, and this is more the negative side. Uh, but that guy, he's, he's all about one eye. I mean, he's got one eye and a body and two little hands and not much of an arm and hardly any legs. Uh, it kind of looks weird. But the body of Christ isn't weird when all the parts, when all the parts work together. It doesn't look like this minion. It looks like a real person. And uh, verse, uh, verse 18, it's the body of Christ. Verse 18, it says this, Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. And there, there it is again. Jumping down to verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. 
And there's times when a gift given in secret, there's times when you give just a little bit, but it's really a sacrifice for you. There's times when you know, you, you're praying and nobody knows you're praying and God is hearing your prayer. And sometimes it's the parts, it's the uh, parts, this is verse 23, the parts that we regard as less honorable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. And uh, verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. We are all in this together. The body of Christ, the church, is meant to be effective, and the effectiveness comes when every part is functioning well. And here's uh, the conclusion of chapter 12. It says this, So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. And I want to ask you a question here today. You know, I said earlier, uh, which one of you is not part of the each one? I think every one of us is part of the each one here. And it goes on to say, you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. And I want to urge you to be a person who is desirous of the Holy Spirit working through you. There are things that we can do just because we're people and we can do them. And those are all good, but we want to see the Holy Spirit inspire us and move us and flow through us to let the dynamic of the supernatural work in your life and mine. We should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Now I have some takeaways just like I did last week. This week I have some takeaways for you. Uh, They sound a little bit the same possibly, but uh, here they are. The first one, your treasure, that is the you know, the treasure in, in clay pots, clay jars. Your treasure is knowing the glory of God that is seen in Jesus Christ. If you experience knowing Jesus, that is your treasure that you have, that you carry around in the unadorned clay pots of our human existence. The second one, this is uh, really a review here from Pastor Matt's teachings. You were made and gifted for God's glory. We need to understand that we have a purpose in our for our lives and it's not just for us to kind of get through and be good. We're supposed to get through. We're supposed to be good, but we have a purpose that's much higher than that, and that's to bring glory and honor to God. Each person is integral to the health and strength of the church. And finally, this is today's topic. The Holy Spirit will empower us for service. God wants to use you and I, and he will empower us to serve him effectively. Now, if you're new to all of this, I would just like to share one more bonus point here, okay? If you have any inclination at all to seek after God, the Bible teaches that that is one of the earliest works and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in anybody's life. If you're here today, maybe you don't know Jesus personally, Pastor Matt and Tanya will be praying with you in a moment, but I want to just share with you that if you're inclined to seek God, if you're inclined to move in his direction, that only comes by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says nobody can come to God unless the Holy Spirit actually draws them to him. And so if you feel drawn 
to God? If you're wondering, can I get closer to God? If you're, are you wondering, can I come to know Christ? Are you wondering, can I go deeper with the Holy Spirit? Even that desire, that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's God at work in you. So let's not only enjoy it, but like it says here in verse 31, let's earnestly desire these best gifts. Hey, thanks so much for being with me here today. And I'm going to turn it over now to Pastor Matt and Tanya, and they'll be praying with you. God bless you. Thank you.